Welcome to Your Untamed Life, the podcast bringing you stories of transformation, growth, fear, success, alignment, challenges, and more, with the intention to inspire you and light you up to find your unaligned path of transformation and let it unfold in front of you without letting fear hold you back. I'm Amanda Petra, your host and passionate human being. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome to today's episode. Today we have the amazing Carla Herschel on. She is the Rapid Results Queen, and I can attest to that name being so true. She will help you change your life quickly and deeply. She shares so many gems in this episode about how to really live life on an abundant frequency, live the life you always wanted, and so much more. So she'll be sharing some amazing gems. So it's a little bit long. We had a great, great chat. So if you can't listen to it in one go, I highly recommend you listen to this in two or three pieces because she drops a lot of those gems or those bombs near the end of the episode. And yeah, I really hope you enjoy her story. I'll let her tell it. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hi, Carla. How are you? Hi, I am well. Thanks for having me on. No worries. So happy to have you on. So just tell us a little bit about where you're at and um, what you're doing now in your business. Start there. Beautiful. So my name is Carla. I would say that I am a spiritual business coach. Um, The way that I've gotten here is very interesting, but my main purpose I feel is to be abundant and to help other people be abundant. I think there's more than enough abundance to go around. And when you follow your joy, that's where your most abundance lies. So I help bring people into alignment, follow their joy, bring more fun and happiness into their lives. And as a result, be abundant as fuck, like make more money, um, have a successful business as well. So yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. And what you do is magical. I can definitely attest to that. (laughs) Yeah. I think what I do, it's a combination of like healing work and energy work as well as the practical side of running a business and the reason why I say I'm a spiritual business coach is because I used to run my business like purely based on the practical taking action getting shit done following a plan and my growth was really slow and really really hard and when I was introduced to healing work and doing inner work everything became easier And that's when it became magical. Like use that word. That's when it became magic. And I realized how important it is to clear out fears, uh, clear out our blocks. And that's what happens when you go inwards and then come to like your personal truth. And that is the path to your success. So I just love sharing this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it really works because you can't move forward without moving out the blocks from the past. And Mm -hmm. Yeah, the mindset work is so important. And you always go to such a deep, deep level. It's so beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, well, when I started any sort of healing work, like when I was younger, I saw a psychologist because I had a little bit of like pressure in my chest. And I was like, why? (laughs) Why do I have this physical feeling? And my psychologist uh, was absolutely amazing. And, but we sort of focused on the here and now. And like, why am I stressed now? How can we focus? on this like in the present moment and we shifted sort of as much as we could and I saw her on and off for a couple of years just um my motto at that time was like prevention over treatment like I'm getting help so that I don't get depression like diagnosed with something it just felt preventative 
And then I worked with my first actual healer. Yeah. And she went to the root cause. Like you feel this way, you're having this experience because of what happened in the past and you're still carrying that with you. And having that experience, like actually going to the root cause was so profound that that's when I was like, oh my God, I have to change my methods, have to do more of this. Um, the results were so significant from just the one session. So psychologists are still absolutely amazing, but the healing work that I've learned and teach, I just think it's like something else and so much more progress can be made by like going to the depths of things. Yeah, definitely. That's actually my experience too. I was seeing a psychologist and then, and it was amazing and it got me to a really good point, but then I wanted to go deeper and do child work and that's when I found you and then we did go there. And in one session, I spent crying the whole session. And then it was like life-changing. Yeah. <laughs> and the rest after that was just, just amazing. Yeah. And it can be scary for people to like, and for myself to really look inwards and go deep. Um, because it's stuff that we have suppressed for a reason, like don't really want to face. Or especially like myself, I had a really wonderful childhood and I've always been happy and confident. So to look back and find memories that actually upset me in some way, it's a little hard to admit because you don't want to break the illusion. But the beauty in it is that um, everything is energy. So when these memories exist and they're suppressed, they're actually like detracting from your experience in the present moment. So when you can dive into that, acknowledge, heal, release, it doesn't change what happened but release that power that it has over you, then you get to bring that power back into the present moment. And that's why this work is so profound because it doesn't work by time. Like you don't need to have 10 sessions to get to a certain specific milestone. Like you might have one session and break free from five energetic blocks or things that were yeah, um, causing you to leak energy, you could say, and you get all that power back at the present moment. And that's how you like quantum leap and all those little fun things experience like more rapid success yeah it's incredible yeah if you can find that that one point that you need to go back to even in the first session then you just break through all those it's so good mm -hmm. did you recently have an experience where some of that came up do you want to share I don't know if you do <laughs> yeah I definitely want to share um this is what it's all about it's really interesting because yeah I did just recently <sighs> and cover like a whole nother layer. Um, so it's important to know with our healing work and our inner work, there never, there really isn't ever any end. And that doesn't mean that we're broken. It just means that we're always healing, always growing, always expanding. So like I said, I had worked with a psychologist and she was amazing. Then I worked with my first healer. Then I worked with a spiritual coach. And each time we get further and we go deeper and we experience more change um, and I fall in love with myself and my life even more even though the the inner work can be challenging but so recently um I had an experience where I went surfing and I went to the beach and I was checking out the ocean like seeing where I was going to surf and this guy came over and started chatting to me he was really nice it was a vibe and it's like my dream to be approached by a surfer, like, cause I like to surf. I'm like, that would just be so hot. <laughs> um, anyway, and he was like, do you want to hang out later? I said, yes. And I had it in the back of my mind. I won't go to his house cause he's a stranger, but like, you know, we'll hang out and get some food or something. I would totally be open to that. 
And we chatted after we went surfing and I said, what do you want to do? He's like, why don't you just come back to my beach house? And I said, I don't want to do that because I don't know you. Why don't we go and get food? And he was like, oh, it's a bit of an awkward time to get food. Like, why don't you come to my beach house and then we'll go for a walk? And I was like, okay, fine. Like if we go for a walk, that's fine. But it actually wasn't fine. And I knew immediately, why did I just agree to that when I had already made a commitment to myself that I wouldn't do that? Nothing bad happened at all. I went there. He was a bit of a loser. <laughs> but then I left after like 20 minutes. I was like, all right, bye. But I had this frustration, like, like why did that happen to me? And um, I've worked on similar things before. And I have to admit, like, this is actually a recurring pattern in my life. Like, why? Why did I allow someone to cross a boundary? And then I had a trauma healing session. And um, it was so fascinating because we looked at like what the root cause of that. And just as an example, like my dad was always a bit of a prankster and like he would play pranks on us kid, kids, which was fun. And it was a good part of my life. But then there are some pranks where we look back and say, like, well, actually, you know, as a child, I might not have understood that that was crossing a boundary or an invasion of privacy. Like he never did anything bad but just seeing how that's actually blurred the lines for how I communicate with people or with men specifically. And it's a bit tough to look at that because nobody did anything wrong, but to acknowledge like, okay, well, when you're a child and you have a developing brain, that's how it can affect who we are as people. So, yeah. And there are more experiences that tie into that with other people and like there is other trauma there. But um, what's been really validating for me is that not all trauma has to be like extremely intense. It can just be the little things like, oh, that time that my dad played a joke on me and I didn't really get it. Yeah. Um, some, sometimes it's the little little things that are really great to uncover because you're just like, and it's really amazing moment when you do unlock it and you're like, oh my God, that little moment back in my previous years was something that is affecting me right now it's really fascinating but yeah and it can cause a lot of crying but it can it's definitely the most freeing when you do find it yes yeah yeah it is liberating and I think the one of the beautiful things about it is that it's like oh there's nothing wrong with me yeah like me in that situation ignoring a boundary that's come about because of a reason like I wasn't born with shit boundaries it's not me as a person like I can change that and what I'd like to add to that as well is like I'm a big believer in that our soul chooses certain circumstances and what we're going to overcome and like the particular route of growth that we choose all the things so it's like oh well I chose to potentially come in and have these experiences so that I can overcome them and it's not like I'm not flawed as a person yeah well you're definitely not flawed as a person that is just something that happened to you and you just kept kept it internal internalized is the word for it I guess mm -hmm. yeah and yeah but you've moved past so many things and you've you've gone to the other side of so many things and it's just an endless endless cycle though isn't it yeah well the way that I like to think of healing work and like progress like there's a saying that you'll keep 
experiencing the same lesson until you overcome it. And I think that's true, but each time you sort of move through a challenge, I believe that we do sort of go up in the growth scale because I don't really like thinking about being stuck in a loop, Mm -hmm. but we're constantly growing, even if it feels repetitive. So say it's like an upward spiral. So you, you might shift a problem and it might feel repetitive, but you're moving, your growth is still moving up. Yeah. It's always slightly a bit better and you handle it slightly a bit better. But yeah. And then you do get to a point though, where you're like, I can't, I can't keep doing this. And then you're like, I have to do something about this one thing that keeps spiraling up. It's it's coming up, but it's still, still spiraling. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Like you're still going somewhere. And how do I say like, the people or if you're in a position where you're refusing to do the inner work it does seem like you're stuck in a cycle but when you do the inner work you can at least see that cycle and take ownership of it and like that's where they're that's where you can get more like energetic power and progress um like with this particular thing of mine that I've been working through like setting boundaries and people pleasing little things like that um I have grown so much and I'm not the people pleaser that I used to be. And like, at least with that specific situation that I shared, I did go and see that guy, but I left after 20 minutes, like in the past, I might've stayed for hours trying to get their validation or something. Yeah. You would have stayed, tried to be polite. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Or like tried to make it work, given them the benefit of the doubt, like made excuses, things like that. Um, And I can see so clearly like how those things link together and that's how you change your reality as well. So people think that time is like sideways and that it's going like one day at a time and that like days and weeks and years are real, but actually time, it's almost like it's a, it's the now moment and you can think of it as it being stacked vertically. So every single moment is layered on top of each other. So when you don't do the inner work and you're unconscious as to what is happening in your experience, you do keep getting met with the same challenge. Um, As I said, I still believe that you sort of move upwards in a sense, um, but it is the same challenge and it comes in different forms. When you're aware that there's only the now moment and you can only that you can do everything right now and, it, and all those moments are connected and you change in the present moment, that's when you're able to change your experience because yeah. you change the energy that's being manifested. Yeah, you just like set off a chain reaction in like this whole whole timeline. It's all yeah. connected. That's really interesting. It's a really good way to look at it. Yeah, I think about this stuff all the time. <laughs> I want to <laughs> add like, the way that these things repeat, and I'll give you some examples from my own life. Um, So as I said, like my dad would like play pranks and that has affected me by just blurring the boundaries a little bit as to what like normal relationships are. Um, And I still love my dad, everyone. He's a great guy. (laughs) Like this is just what I've acknowledged. Then I had a best friend for a couple of years, um, maybe like 2015 to 2021, we're best friends. And then our ideas just started to clash. And I realized like she wasn't listening to me. She wasn't actually supportive of my ideas. If we haven't had an argument, I had a tendency to just be like, 
oh, she doesn't understand. So I'll let it go. And when I realized I was doing that, I was crossing my, my own personal boundaries in this friendship and I started to speak up. That friendship didn't function anymore. I also noticed like, like with um, a couple of ex-partners that I had, they might've been like reasonable people, like decent people, but I had one boyfriend that hated his job and he would sort of just take that out on me and like pick little arguments. And I was like, why is this happening? Like, why can't we just talk about it? But it was me actually reliving sort of this same situation. So when we talk about these challenges being presented to us, it's not literally the, a replica of the same thing that you went through, but it presents in like all different areas of life and business is the exact same thing. So when we talk about our feelings and our past and our friendships and our family and our, like, it's all actually the same thing. It's all energy. And so that's how the same situation can be recycled until you well and truly like change from within yourself and not just the context of your experience in reality. Fascinating. So how, how has that translated to you and business, those boundaries and everything and the same, the same chain maybe? Yeah. Well, when I started just working for myself, I was like totally addicted to working. Um, I think, I found a lot of my validation and my purpose through working. I had so many limiting beliefs, like you have to work hard to make money. You have to work hard to be successful. Um, I started working for myself in the arts as well. Like I did musical theater and there was just an assumption that working in musical theater was near impossible. And it was so difficult to get picked for a show and all these things. So I was just fighting like such an uphill battle, which I know now is so self-created, but that was my experience. Um, and then I loved musical theater, but, and I was also teaching like singing and dancing like to younger people. And I was like, I don't really want to be a singing and dance teacher. Like I love to perform. It's a bit different teaching kids. And so mm -hmm. I then decided to become a personal trainer because I was so into fitness, like I had danced for years and it was just easy to me. Then with my performing arts background, my confidence with people and my confidence with the human body after dance, all the things, I was an extremely good PT. Loved it, very ambitious, pushed myself really hard. And again, like sort of addicted to overwork. And so like trying to find my purpose through working hard. And I also struggled to, well, it's not that I struggled to make sales, but I found sales very uncomfortable when I started as a personal trainer and I had to say to a client working with me is this much money. It felt so gross. And I felt like I was actually asking for money, like what, like asking a stranger just to give me money, which made me feel like a lot of shame. So there was lots of shame and other emotions tied to my experience with money. Then um, I became booked out after about six months. And that's when I got my first business coach. And around that time, I was still partying like recreationally, but using like alcohol and drugs and things like that. And I thought it was just for fun sometimes. And I got my first business coach and I real and he made me realize what I was actually capable of what I could actually achieve, like how to dream bigger, even though I thought I had big dreams. And I just was like, wow, what am I doing? And 
I realized that my self-worth was actually so low because what I considered big dreams were like actually really mediocre and it made me depressed or like I felt like my dreams weren't actually available to me so that was really confronting to see how that was showing up in my life and my business and once I realized what was possible that's when I started to you know pull away from partying um, put more energy into my business put more effort into getting established and then from there I had the same thing like working extremely hard sales were a little bit tricky I was always afraid of failure Um, and then I would say I had several business coaches who helped me sort of push to get established like and it worked it did work pushing myself hard doing paid advertising doing sales calls I just did whatever I was told to do to establish myself and I thought you know the harder I work at some point there'll be a tipping point where I don't have to work so hard anymore Mm -hmm. So they literally added to your, I need to work harder kind of story there. Yeah. Wow. And that doesn't mean that what they did was wrong, but I just wasn't empowered to figure out what was right for me yeah. and because I was coming from such a place of lack and low self-worth, which is confusing as well. Cause at the time I was perfectly happy, but I was working so fucking hard because I didn't know what else to do. It was mm-hmm. very hard to stop. And there was, unconscious beliefs driving that because that's yeah how I was getting my happiness how I was validating that I was worth something um and then yeah I got my first like healers and spiritual teachers and they were like oh my god why are you working so hard (laughs) what's what's actually causing this and then we went into that and started to heal all this baggage that I had and get clear on what I actually wanted how do I actually want to live And then that really started to shift those energetic blocks that were in my own business. Mm. It's beautiful that they uncovered that for you. Do you, I know it's not that simple, but do you know kind of what was the root cause of some of those stories? The, the hardworking, the like fear of success, was it that you had? Mm -hmm. Fear of of failure. Which one was pushing you? Um, I feel like I've worked through both multiple (laughs) multiple times. Like there's layers to everything. Like we said, Um, the, I have to work hard to be successful and I have to work hard to be worthy of love. Mm-hmm. They were some of the biggest ones that I identified first. And it's come from several things. Like both of my parents are really hard workers. Um, it's really interesting because we were actually like pretty well to do when we were younger, but through like the global financial crisis, my parent, my parents um, didn't get paid for a particularly big job and they took that person to court. And I remember that being a huge strain on our family and the way that we spoke about money, um, classic little things like money doesn't grow on trees. Um, it's that one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You never have enough. Yeah. Lots of little things. And because I had originally wanted to work in the performing arts people told me a lot like how hard it is I was prepared to be a starving artist so Mm -hmm. I was already prepared to live like broke not knowing that there was anything better than that if that makes like these things are deeply unconscious um do you think now that that you could do that in performing arts and make a lucrative career out of it at this point in time yeah yeah, with what I know about the way that reality works now, it's all self-belief and a matter of like clearing those energetic blocks 
mm-hmm. and then creating the life that you desire. I've worked with an actor, a comedian. It's the same thing. Even though, um, say, if you're auditioning for shows, you still can't predict who's going to give you what role, but you can create that experience, if that makes sense. Like for, in my business, building a successful business now, I still don't know who is going to sign up or exactly how many people, but I manifest that experience and that certainty and the people coming through. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it all comes from yeah childhood and all sorts of things. Yeah, of course it does. So back when you were a child, were you the same, you know, fearless, bold individual you are now, or do you reckon like those parts of you were still there, but just covered by all these beliefs? Yeah. Well, I've always said that I've, I've always been happy and confident. So I've always Mm -hmm. put myself out there, always been a believer in like, I guess, taking risks, having fun, um, always been an extrovert. And I've always had like entrepreneurial little, what's the word? Like tendencies? I don't know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. What was your first entrepreneurial dollar that you earned? (laughs) Oh, the first, I'm pretty sure we used to do like the same as like a lemonade stand or something. Yes. Um, <laughs> I could 100% picture you doing that. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know exactly the first, but I have memories of doing that or like trying to sell books just like out the front of the house or something. Nice. <laughs> and I do remember like I tried to make a paid like book club when I was like mm-hmm. in primary school and I was like, it's $12 entry and you get a ruler if you join the club. <laughs> and then I think another mom called my mom and yelled at her about it. Because I was pretty much saying you have to pay to be in this group. And my uh, mom had no idea that I had even done it and like printed these flyers and like <laughs> handed them out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, little things like that. Um, but yes, I've always been like out there, uh, like more extroverted. But it's been funny on the healing journey because especially 2021, that's when I had a really int- like, it's like a breaking point for me or rebirth, that's a better word there was a rebirth and I realized how much of my old self was a mask and that that being so extroverted was actually me being like really desperate for love, desperate for attention. And there's nothing wrong with that, but to then sit with that and like heal that and start to show up in a more authentic way. And now I'm a much better listener, much more grounded and if someone doesn't match my energy, I don't force a big, loud personality on them. Whereas I think in the past when I was a kid or like a teenager, I wanted everyone in the room to be laughing. And I was very charming and very confident. I can talk to anyone. Um, But that didn't serve me because I was performing and not actually getting to know people. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I can actually relate to that because I was the introvert, but I can I can relate to being on the other side of that but oh I love that for you 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 sounded like an amazing child but I do see like how you were just like masking everything and with the loudness interesting I think it's common actually for a lot of extroverts Um, Mm -hmm. again there's nothing wrong with it and I'm still extroverted now but you're totally grounded now though like even just sitting here I can feel your grounding energy (laughs) oh that's good yeah. yeah well like I used to you know go out to the club and, like talk to anyone and just be loud and laughing like have a really good time 
And I still love to go out and dance, but now I'm just not a fan of a conversation that's fake, superficial, shallow, or not going anywhere. Like I, I love to chit chat and like meet people, but if someone is not engaging, I'll just not talk to them. Mm-hmm. Like I'll just, yeah. whereas I think it's not going past, deep like, enough. I'm like, I just walk away now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whereas yeah. I used to just have this energy for performing, but I remember this, a really good example of this sort of early on for me in the healing. Um, I went on a whole bunch of Tinder dates because, you know, when you go through that phase where you think that's just totally normal. Mm-hmm. And I said to my psychologist, I was like, I'm really confused because I go on these dates. We have a good time and we always have a good time because I'm there. I know how to have a good time. <laughs> but then I get home and I actually don't even know if I like them or not. Like, I actually mm. don't know. You're too focused on performing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. He was like, you are so busy performing that you're not actually connecting and you're also not letting them in. And I was like, oh, oh interesting. God, I thought I was just so chatty. But to, yeah, to like acknowledge that. But then that gave me a lot of clarity moving forward. So I stopped wasting my time on people that simply weren't aligned. Mm-hmm. Wow, what a realization to have just from Tinder dates though. But yeah, that makes sense. I used to go on them and, and try and connect really deeply with them and just have like be myself. And then, but then I would just get bored anyway. So <laughs> you still got to find those people that have that deep, deeper soul connection with you, you know? Yeah, you can't just mask it. Yeah, I think like a part of learning to love yourself is just really backing yourself and how you feel in truth and the word ruthless is coming to mind for me Mm. because everybody is nice but being nice isn't enough and you know the people pleaser in all of us wants to connect and you know if I connect with this person we should pursue that in some way we should be frank like but if you're not connecting in truth and you don't you just don't feel a thousand percent like that's okay. And that's enough. It doesn't have to make sense. Yeah. If you just feel like you should pursue that because there's a connection there, not because it's like literally drawing you in. Yeah. Don't go that way mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. I think we had that conversation a, lot, a while ago about how millionaires will just be like talking with someone. And then if they're like not interested in the conversation, they, they just turn and walk away. And I was mm-hmm. like, I do that now. I'm like, you're not deep enough. You're, I don't know. You're just not, you're wasting my time not quite wasting my time but I'm like okay well that was enough time spent on you I'm just gonna walk away yeah yeah, yeah. it's like being absolutely authentic and yeah. obviously we're probably in a position where we we wouldn't literally just walk away from someone but just excuse <laughs> yourself and be like oh like this is great I'm gonna go over here I'm gonna do yeah. this or like if you actually don't want to go to something you just say I don't want to go yeah I don't want to be um, or that's not I, I don't have time for that right now or space for that right now or whatever it does yeah, not like me or truly authentic yeah and I think the most successful people are willing to be disagreeable and a lot of people don't realize how much of a people pleaser they are like mm-hmm. we've, all, we've all do it like we've all been trained to be people pleasers and being authentic doesn't mean that you're suddenly a jerk like you can be authentic and still be I think being authentic is a kind of thing to do because you are actually being yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sort of takes practice. You can do it gently for sure. But you can like, even if you do it 
gently it still feels abrupt sometimes when it's like your first experience with someone holding a boundary like that no matter how gently they've done it yeah but it's worth doing (laughs) yeah well that's the the thing as well of like people that start healing can actually create the resistance in a family of like sort of unhealed people because everyone's just going with the flow and you know, living by their trauma responses and their coping mechanisms and things. And then the person that starts to heal is actually shining a light on everything that's wrong. And like, mm-hmm. no, actually, I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay with this. And that can upset the people that say, don't want to wake up. But ultimately, it's like still the kindest thing to do because then you're actually letting people see you in truth, which means you actually let people in. When we all wear masks, we can't connect at all. Yeah. Yeah, you could live in that family your whole life and not connect then if you never get, get to that deeper level. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Oh, it is hard being that person that breaks the bound, breaks the barriers there and does start shining light on it. And But it is great sometimes when you turn like your family member into or onto that journey as well. But then there's sometimes when there's a family member that like resists it so hard and they just, mm-hmm. you know, you just can't mesh anymore and you just kind of got to, <laughs> yeah. 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 And that's the truth. Like, I wish that we could say it's sort of the healing path or just flat out the personal development path. Mm -hmm. We're all rainbows and butterflies, but it's not. Um, And you realize a lot of harsh truths, but it's that thing of like, you know, would you rather be surrounded by fake people that don't actually truly support you? Or would you rather start to do what is best for you and then the people that actually support will come with you? Yeah. Like we have this, especially in Australia, but everywhere really, we have this illusion that when you become more successful, you'll be like more lonely. This was, this was the limiting belief that I worked through. The more successful I am, the more lonely I'll be. Something like that. But as I did become more successful, I did lose a group of friends that I had. But I was like, wow, they really don't want to see me shine. (laughs) I don't want to be friends with them then. Like I don't want to live in a false reality. And since, you know, moving through that, I have called in people that absolutely celebrate my success. I would much rather take that path, even though it's uncomfortable to then be surrounded by the right people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And those people will have your back no matter what. And then in hindsight, such a beautiful thing, looking back at that group, you're like, I don't even want to be a part of that anymore. (laughs) Yeah. And I just want to add that with all these things, you do all of this for yourself. Like the the only experience that you know to be true in this universe is your own. As far as we know, we could live in a hologram. Like none of this could be real. Obviously other people are real, but like Everything is for you and your experience. So when you when you keep quiet to make other people happy, that's being inauthentic. So you're not actually showing up in truth. How does that benefit them? You're better off doing what is best for you because that's the only experience that like matters at the end of the day. And when you're showing up in truth, yeah, the, the right people will come with you. So like even forgiveness it's not for the other people and like my experience and like oh my dad used to play pranks on me my dad's still a good person 
I don't hate him because of it. I have personal things to process around that, like some anger and frustration as to how it's affected my life. But the forgiveness and the moving on and all that's for me. Mm-hmm. Like your experience is the only thing that matters. Yeah, definitely. Like if you if you just lived your life day to day, like in your own house and you didn't watch the news or you didn't hear about anything, your reality would be so beautiful. Like never mm-hmm. clouded by any of that like hatred or anything. That's that's basically like how I visualize when you're trying to create your own reality. Like you can you can block out the bad not that you should just block out everything but (laughs) you can yeah just think what will be the best for me what will serve me and what is what I need so in the end yeah you're the you're the only person you you, you're gonna you live alone and you die alone basically no matter what you do Mm. yeah yeah and like so many things like because if you're sort of putting expectations or giving any reason for a choice based on something outside of you you're giving your power away so if you say oh I can't do this because of my family or I can't do this because of money or I can't do this because of what happened to me in the past you're giving your power away and nobody else cares Mm. so if you say as like based on the conversation we're having like oh I am not going to pursue success because I don't want to upset my friendship group like I want to keep my friends those people they don't care about your experience so you're actually not doing it for them you're just not not doing it yeah okay just taking their piece of their friendship away from them that's about it by being yourself like Mm. yeah um so you don't want to blame anyone outside of you but when you take ownership for your own choices because your experience is the only thing that's happening for you in this reality that's when you um get to take your power back and have more power so that doesn't mean that you have to say yes to everything but you can still say like no not now or that's not a priority not in alignment with me right now instead of yeah blaming other circumstances yeah that's interesting how would you do that for like um, money if money is what's holding someone back from doing something like what if that's reality like you don't have enough money to do something how can you frame that in the situation that you're in now to not be like giving your power away to that money or that money situation how could you be like okay well is it just I'm not going to do it right now but I will do it at some point does that still give the power away what do you think yeah so this is like where you have the duality experience of not blaming something else, but also being able to acknowledge where you are in truth. Mm -hmm. Like if you have no money in your account, that's okay. You can say, fuck, I have no money in my account, (laughs) but then that's not money's fault. Like that's your responsibility. It may not be your fault either, but it's still your responsibility. It's not money's responsibility to like, it's, it's up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so then it depends how you want to go about it because there are like limitless possibilities. So either you keep working hard in the job that you're in and, or get a job, right. But what are the limitations there? Usually people have a job, but they have no money in their account as an example, because the job actually doesn't pay enough or they have some kind of unconscious belief that makes them feel ashamed about having money which is like several things that I've worked through so it's like okay well then working in this job actually isn't giving me the money 
that I desire because the money's coming in and it's still not enough. So, okay, well then something has to change. How do I change the situation? Is it doing that healing work to release some kind of block around money? Is it investing into a course or working with a coach so that you can start to work for yourself? Um, is it picking up an extra job? Like what can you do? So you can acknowledge that right in that present moment, you have not got any cash on you, but you don't blame it. Say, oh, I am broke because of money. Because then that continues to create the experience, right? Because it's only the now moment, guys. <laughs> and we're always creating in the now. So you just want to be careful of how you use your language. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's really good. So like, for example, if that person picks up a second job and they're just working hard and it's still not getting ahead, yeah, I, I guess we would recommend going and doing the work then. There's probably some sort of blockage there. Yeah. 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 Well, so then if we get into that conversation, like everything is energy, everything, relationships, friendships, the 3D world, the physical world, like everything is energy. Money is energy. So you need to think about where your energy is going. So when we feel good and we feel happy or excited or enjoy or in love, we are getting energy. We're creating more energy. When we're in like fear, scarcity, lack, anger, sadness, we're losing energy. Okay. And anyway, so yeah, I'll keep going with this. So we don't want to be losing energy. So now think about the energetic investment of what you're doing to get money. Okay. This is where people get stuck thinking about time because they'll be like, oh, if I work 30 hours a week, I don't know, I'll get a thousand dollars. If I work 40 hours a week, I'll get $1,500. But you are not being paid per hour. You are paying one hour for like $100, right? You're the one that's making the payment of time. Time is a limited resource. Money is unlimited. Money is just energy. It's like air. So think about where you are investing your energy. So if you're putting your energy or your time into a job, that doesn't pay much and leaves you feeling depleted. That is not a wise investment. So if you're essentially not making enough to live, um, obviously, you know, sort of keep the job. Like there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with taking steps, but what can you do to get a higher return on your energetic investment? And that's where we get into the field of like, okay, well, what do I actually want to do? Where is my joy? what's going to make me happy because when you play in the higher emotions you generate a greater experience and it's all energy so you end up getting a bigger return financially and this is where I personally would just work with a coach so that you, you can figure out what you love to do and get paid properly for it at the same time mm -hmm. and what steps you can take to do that without having a panic attack about it without being unsure of like well I can't actually invest in school or I can't do this or yeah. have all the can'ts and shoulds kind of cloud your way yeah it's actually it's honestly so simple and when I was in like real lack and really struggling with money it would sort of annoy me to hear more successful people be like just study and get a better job I'd be <laughs> like fuck you like it fucking takes time I don't have that money to invest and it would make me angry because there was so much shame around having a better life and it felt so out of reach mm -hmm. but being in the position that I'm in now it actually is that fucking simple <laughs> like it's just making better choices in the now moment constantly 
and they don't all have to be the right choice either. Like there's still going to be mistakes and hiccups and challenges and all the things, but you just keep choosing better. So for me, like I was pursuing musical theater. I didn't really like the industry. I felt I was investing a lot of energy, like preparing for auditions and things for a very low return. Like occasionally I got a call back and I was like, Hey, this doesn't feel very rewarding to me. So it wasn't in like the higher level emotions. It wasn't actually aligned. Okay. Well, what do I actually want to do? I was like, okay, personal training seems fun. I loved it. I was really good at it. It felt, didn't really feel like work. Um, although I was working hard, went through that. And then when I was booked out, I was like, oh, okay, this, this is an achievement, but now I have a waiting list. I actually don't want to have a waiting list because that's people that I am not helping that need help. Okay. How can I better invest my time to get a better return? Then I learned how to work online. So um, I went online and then I started helping even more people, which was rewarding to me. So it's putting me into a higher state of like joy and fulfillment. And it also allowed me to receive more money by helping more people. Then <laughs> that business, I was working like ridiculous hours. It got to like working between 50, 60 hours a week, had five staff. It was like a very actual complicated business model. And I started to feel a little bit trapped in like, there was a lot of work to do the way that it was set up. I'm like, okay, now this is starting to drain me. How can I better invest my time to get a better return? And that's when I then went into the healing work and started clearing all these energetic blocks and I simplified my business. So now I work like 10 to 15 hours a week. I simply focus on the coaching, which is the part that I'm most passionate about. And again, this is an even higher state of joy for me. And I have more opportunity to have fun and I'm making more profit than I was a year ago when I had a, two years ago, when I had a much bigger business. So it's just a constant around reassessing where your energy is going and how can you better invest it. That's great to hear for like all of us entrepreneurs who are just on that path <laughs> and just constantly adjusting and adjusting and trying to go for like what actually feels good. So Mm -hmm. there is yeah it all, it's all building to something it's always good to hear yeah so let it flow yeah yeah what um what actually made you go into being a coach like you were being you were being coached but what actually made you make that change and like how were you so how were you sure of yourself to do that as well well I think firstly like I had always been I actually used to joke about this when I was a personal trainer. Like I just said, I've always been good at telling people what to do. <laughs> yeah. But in reality, I was actually just quite a controlling person or I had <laughs> quite a controlling personality, like type A. So um, I was good at like telling people what to do because I would plan my life out to the T, like to the minute. And I had done that ever since I was little. And that's not necessarily healthy. And I also see how those behaviors came up when I was younger because I thought, oh, if I'm productive, I will receive love. And again, my parents are good people, but, <laughs> but you know, that's, I associated like getting good grades with being loved. Um, so I see how I then just became sort of more controlling. And, you know, both of my parents are very hard workers. So then I became a very hard worker. And so I just had um, a lot of observations about life and like I was personally willing to put the work in. Like I used to play 
flute and I was a singer and I would just practice like a few times a week. Nobody had to ask me, nobody had to check in. So then as I became, say like after being a teenager, I guess I was just already giving people advice. Um, then, so I did musical theater, didn't find that super fulfilling working in that way. It became a personal trainer because I always loved sport and fitness and health was very good at it after years of dancing. And I found myself just coaching my clients and it was such a wake up call being a personal trainer in a gym because people's weight very rarely actually related to like what they were eating, even though that was a factor, it it always came back to self-worth and like, why are they making these choices that they know they already know is not the right choice. Mm -hmm. Um, And like at one point, I had a cl- I had my first client that was over a hundred kilos, this man that was like quite overweight. And my first thought was, fuck yeah, I can help this guy. It's going to be so easy to just get him eating like eggs and steak and salad, whatever. And like the weight will just come off because I, it actually is that simple when, if you just look at it from a purely physical perspective, but then he would come back and be like, yeah, I had McDonald's for breakfast. Uh-huh. And I was like, what? <laughs> Like you agreed that you would eat eggs and bacon or like something that we agreed on. Why didn't you do that? He's like, I don't know. And that's when I realized (laughs) he wasn't overweight because of like poor food choices. Like there was a self, yeah, there was a self-worth issue behind that. And at that time I wasn't um, in a position to heal that, but I was aware, okay, me just telling him what to eat is not enough. There's more going on. I think in that experience as well, especially, well, yeah, I guess when I was a personal trainer, I had my first sort of mentor um, and he specifically was like a personal training mentor. And they taught me the value of giving people standards to live up to. So it's like a lot of personal trainers at the beginning would say to people, like you can have a 30 minute session for $60 or a 45 minute session for this much or an hour session for this much. You can just pay week by week. Like it's all relaxed thinking that that is like welcoming and easygoing. But my mentors taught me from the beginning, nobody wants that. It feels inconsistent. It doesn't feel like a safe place for them to get help. And they recommended that I do hour long sessions, like as a minimum, you just charge per hour and a minimum 12 week commitment. And what I would do, I would actually give people the first session for free as like an introduction to the gym. And then I would say, I've noticed this and this about you personally, give them absolutely genuine feedback. And the introduction offer was three sessions for 99. A lot of people said yes. And then in those three sessions, I would make more observations. And I'd say, look, this is what I would do to achieve your goal. Like if you want to achieve fat loss or if you want to build muscle, it's 12 weeks, an hour a week and say it's like a thousand dollars and people loved that I was actually giving them support consistency reliability they felt like I was an authority they could trust my feedback was genuine it just was like a safe space and then by providing that that safe space what they achieved was amazing and there was other trainers at my gym who had had clients for like three years who had say never lost weight and then my clients were coming in and just like kicking goals because of the supportive space. So I guess 
really learning about like self-worth in that environment and the power of being the authority, learning how to really hold people for, for them to do what they need to do. Like that's when I started really coaching. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just add like when I then transitioned to my business online, I started teaching mindset coaching after a few months of working with my business coach, my business coach at that time introduced me to mindset coaching. And it was pretty simple. Like, what are your goals? What are you doing that you should not be doing? Why are you doing that? How can we change this? And like learning how to meditate and journal, just very, very basic things. So then I started to teach my clients that. And after a few months of running those little mindset classes, I I realized that I was always excited to teach the mindset class. And I had less energy for writing the actual workout programs and giving like nutrition feedback. So over time, my what was giving me a higher energetic return say like was actually just coaching people mm-hmm. wow I didn't know that at all that's so cool nice <laughs> it totally makes sense you're like the way that you structured your workouts and everything for them the 12 weeks and then being in your mindset coaching and it's very similar and it's just a beautiful space that you hold for us to sort our own shit out pretty much but yeah with all all of your amazing guidance so I love that what a good story. I, I'm so glad I didn't know that before we got, came on here. <laughs> yeah, it's fascinating how it all links together. Yeah. And I feel the more healing you do as well. I feel like we've just made healing sound like so tough at the beginning, but <laughs> it allows you to have like so much love for your life. Um, And like, yeah, I was like quite a controlling kid. And like, I even look back to high school where I was happy and confident. But I look back, I'm like, actually, I was anxious as fuck. Like, oh. I, I just didn't know it at the time. Mm-hmm. But because I've had those experiences, now I'm a really good coach. And now I'm far less controlling. But I do have a really good um, flow and, like, systems in my business because I was originally, like, a really sort of OCD-type person. Um, and you know, maybe my dad played a couple of tricks on me when I was a kid and that's blurred the boundaries and got me into later some sort of uncomfortable positions like relationships. But it's also made me a really extroverted person who can talk to anyone. And like, I can have this conversation on the podcast and I have my own podcast and, and I, you know, trained as an actor because of me being so extroverted. So even though maybe it came about from a trauma or whatever, you know, had had heavy emotions to process because I've gained so much power back from doing that. I'm like, oh, it all makes sense. And I love that. Whereas when you just avoid the healing work altogether, that's when you, you, when you suppress the negative emotions, you also suppress the positive emotions and you like reduce your capacity to feel. So that's why you want to, you want to heal stuff. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. And your story just links together so beautifully and it, it definitely encompasses everything that you are now. It's just, oh, love it. So good. <laughs> so um, I guess like I would like to just the one thing I'm curious about is just when you were younger, yeah, you were extroverted and everything, but getting into teaching kids um, acting and dancing and stuff, was that nerve wracking for you even as an extrovert? Or you were just like right in there. (laughs) I would just say that it honestly felt a little bit forced. Mm -hmm. Like I 
am great with kids, always have been. But this is the energetic investment situation where even though I was really good at it, I did find it a little bit draining. And it, it took a lot of effort and energy for me to hold the space for a room of kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and what the thing about it that felt forced is I think I just, well, never thought I was good enough, really. And so I played the flute ever since I was really young at, well, like, I think I was in grade three when I started and then I started learning to sing uh when I was eight and my sister was the one that actually wanted to sing first and then I was like well if she's learning to sing I want to sing and everybody knew that my sister did singing but a lot of people didn't realize that I had started as well so for a few years family would always ask my sister how is singing going and I remember being annoyed like my auntie didn't ask me how my singing was going <laughs> um and there are other things behind that as well but then I started to I started learning to dance to simply accompany my singing when I was 15 and if you start dancing when you're 15 that's like really late if you want to be a professional in any way mm-hmm. but I started anyway so I did my musical theater course and I was good at singing but just never a very good dancer and well I was all right but just when you're surrounded by like professional level dancers it's hard um and so then I just had more beliefs around not being good enough it made it hard to be very expressive as a singer as well my voice I ended up sort of developing like a lot of tension in my singing voice which is obviously not good so I feel like when I was teaching kids it was already somewhat energetically draining like I didn't really want to do it for the rest of my life And then I did have those little beliefs that I'm just not good enough to make it. So the classes that I ran were always great and I had plenty of teaching work, but um, it was still hard. And that's why I'm I'm glad that I changed like careers. Yeah. Yeah. We're all glad that you changed careers, but yeah, I've, (laughs) I've recently experienced that, that block. Yeah. Oh, so glad you did. But, um, yeah like when you just like kind of hit a wall and you're like that's just not the direction I want to go in or other people want me to do it and I'm good at it but I'm not going to do it that's still an okay time to pivot and change and and go do something that you want to do yeah and that's it like it's it's honestly funny to me that I like run my business on Instagram and I'm like building up a presence on TikTok and YouTube. I'm like, what the fuck? I did not expect this. Like, I didn't know that this was something you could do when I was in high school. And then like I had Facebook and Instagram. I didn't realize you could use the platforms to make money or make a living. Um, and that's why you don't need to know exactly where you're going. Like I was musical theater and then it was personal training and then it was online fitness and then it was healing work. And now it's like business coaching with a lot of healing modalities. Like I, I, I couldn't have made this up in high school. <laughs> so you don't need to know. You just keep following what feels good to me, what brings me joy and admitting what doesn't feel very good to you. And this is where people hold themselves back. They say, first of all, well, I don't know what I want to do. Like, okay, fine. But what don't you want to do? And there's a difference between acknowledging and just complaining. Because when you're just complaining and blaming your situation, you're just manifesting more of the same. You're just manifesting more of a shit situation where the world has so much power over you. 
Whereas if you're acknowledging and saying like, all right, I got a full-time job, the pay is all right, but honestly, I go home and I feel depleted. Even though it's a good job and I'm grateful for it, maybe you have to study to get there. You can acknowledge that and be like, probably don't want to stay. And as soon as you acknowledge that, you open the door for new ideas and paths to, to land for you. So you don't need to know exactly where, like just start and start taking ownership of the situation that you're in. Yeah, I've definitely had a lot of those situations. And then someone will literally come out of the blue and be like, oh, I'll give you this job that you always wanted. <laughs> like kind of thing, not to that level, but it can happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It It's funny to me, like, it's always like a surprise, but it's not a surprise. When you get into energy work, like I said, it's actually all really simple. Mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. Like I had a client um, and she had just paid a thousand dollar deposit to work with a coach and she was starting and she had worked with me in the past and she was starting to just not get a very good feeling about the coaching relationship. They were meant to start say like at the beginning, beginning of this year. So anyway, and she told me like, you know, I'm honestly not feeling very supported by this coach. She's sort of done some things and I don't feel the same as when I signed up. And another, like this coach had actually unfollowed her on Instagram. Weird. Yeah. And she's like an (laughs) online business coach similar to myself. And I was like, okay. And I checked in with the client to make sure that she wasn't just being a victim and like wanting to get out of it unreasonably. But she explained her reasons. And I was like, honestly, that doesn't feel in integrity for me. If my business coach who I was working with online unfollowed me that seems like a very clear withdrawal of support even if it was unconscious I think that reveals how she truly feels and this is like this is what energy work is and trusting your intuition and I said I would I would probably say I don't want to continue anymore and ask for a refund if she says that there are no refunds then just too bad but you're better off with your energy taking it somewhere else like investing your energy somewhere else instead of Whereas if you continue with that, when you know it's out of alignment and you know you don't feel supported, it's not authentic and it's going to drain you energetically. Like like you're better off just letting go of the thousand dollars and forcing yourself to do something that doesn't feel good anymore. So then she did, she sent that message to the coach and said, you know, I don't feel supported. This coaching relationship has changed and you've taken this action of unfollowing me, which makes me not, not feel good in this space the coach refunded the money and then immediately after the client well first of all she then actually decided to work with myself and then she booked a new client like straight after that and she was like oh my god I was so afraid of losing the thousand dollars I was so scared to say something so scared to speak up so scared to invest again all the things but by making choices that were in integrity for her putting herself first and following things that actually made her feel good. Then she got a client. It happens all the time. She got that shift in energy. Yeah. Yeah, it does. When you're feeling good, everything happens so much easier and in so much more flow. There's definitely been situations where I've signed up like group coaching. I've realized like group coaching is just not my vibe, but yeah, one-on-one coaching is like where it's at for me and just doing like the voice coaching that we had. That was amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that just, that just gives you energy. It doesn't drain any of your energy. It's just, yeah, as a client, that's just what I would recommend for sure. 
yeah I love Voxer coaching where people can voice memo you and text you because you just work through so much every single day Mm -hmm. Um, but with group coaching or any type of coaching I wouldn't like it just depends it just depends and honestly like integrity is such a big thing for me and I feel like there is a spotlight on integrity now at the moment as well um especially on the coaching industry like there are coaches who offer programs that don't have that much substance or they make claims that they can't fully um fulfill and I get it in the sense that when you're just trying to establish your business especially like when I started you just do things that aren't fully in alignment with you because you think that you have to do them like I used to message strangers on Instagram because I thought that I had to and I used to in my sales calls I would withhold the price until the very end because I thought that that, that's what I was taught to do I thought you were supposed to do that and I hate doing that now I just tell people the price because I'm like the right people actually want to pay but it took some inner work to get there so there absolutely are coaches that are not 100% in integrity there are group coaching programs that like I have other situations where people have approached me and told me what they're currently enrolled in and I'm like well what are you getting out of this? Are your questions being answered? Have you seen, like, have you been implementing the work and have you been achieving any results? And if you answer like no to those things, you're allowed to ask to leave. Like maybe not necessarily a refund, but like leaving the program, speaking up. Um, Especially I've had people work with coaches that just make a lot of money and they're like, oh my God, they're so successful. They've made like a million dollars and then they work with them and the coach doesn't actually give them any strategies and their actual method is just by talking about how much money they make maybe for some people that works for other people they might need an actual strategy they might need help getting started and so it's really important that you figure out what's going to work for you yeah for sure and there's there's value you can get out of all of them like even in Mm -hmm. uh, even in coaching programs maybe that don't completely align and you're not getting what you thought you would get out of it you do get a lot out of it in different ways you do need to look kind of and see what what kind of abundance comes out of that um because there is always something like maybe it's the connections you made and that's helped you grow to grow your business or anything there's always something honestly again I'm not really not knocking it but there is like a certain way that works for you kind of your own self like what will progress you faster and what will help you the most I think that you just need to choose but if I didn't do certain types of coaching I wouldn't know the type of coaching that I would prefer and the the type of coaching that works for me as well yeah yeah so the first two coaches that I worked with um I started with both of them as a group and they both taught me amazing strategies but they told me like a million ways to get clients like messaging people on Instagram, doing sales calls. And I was taught it's kind of a numbers game. Like if you message a hundred people, you might book 20 calls. So like the more people you message, the more calls you can book, the more potential clients you can get. Mm -hmm. That method does work. (laughs) Do I want to do it? No, (laughs) not anymore. Like fuck that, such an energy drain. Um, I don't want to get clients in that method, all these things. And, And the those particular coaches use a lot of strategy and planning as well. I don't really do that anymore. 
I have my goals and intentions, but I make all my decisions in the now moment. So I'm very open to flow. So I probably would never do a program like theirs again. And I wouldn't teach a program like that, but it was still an incredible program. And it was also necessary for me in my evolution. Like when I started and I said, I was a very controlling person, strategy and planning was the only thing I could compute. I didn't, I wasn't ready for energy discussions. So like, you have to go through that. I personally am also like, have no judgment or like somewhat lenient to coaches who I sort of feel might be out of alignment or a little out of integrity. Cause I'm like, well, we're all fucking learning. Like now that I know about energy work, I would never offer a purely strategy-based program without energy. That would feel like really wrong to me. But the people that are teaching those methods, like messaging strangers, that's the level of growth that they are at. And that's what works for them. And that's going to resonate with people that are on that path as well. So I, I don't really like it when other people point fingers and say like, you know, you shouldn't be providing this course if you can't back it up with blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, it takes time to learn certain skills and like they're going to be teaching sort of real beginners. Like we're playing in a different field. Yeah. But yeah, you do need to go through even those kinds of programs though that teach you the old ways of marketing. I call it like the old ways of marketing because now, now it's called like new paradigm marketing, the, the doing it in flow, doing it organically my new favorite way of calling it the title is just great Love it. but <laughs> but yeah yeah you have to kind of go through the slog of learning like this this is how you dm people strangers or this is how you market this so like like because you you know that from the ways the times that you did it back in the day and that serves you so much now you can just see it, it just organically comes out of you now but yeah yeah, you kind of have to, when you're starting, you do need to learn that stuff to be like, okay, well, that's what I don't want to do, but it did give me a lot of skills. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I just love that you had to learn all of that. And I, I love that you came from that place and you are where you are now. It's just a beautiful, beautiful transformation. Um, oh, thank you for doing yeah. that. <laughs> um, what else can we talk about? So like, did you have any like helpful tools or like reminders that you would turn to throughout your journey um other like I guess other than like journaling and stuff the things that we know is there anything that you could suggest along someone's transformation path that they could use oh god there's definitely so many but um affirmations have actually really helped me at the beginning they weren't as immediately effective as they are now and I think that's a matter of like the more power you get back the more the more energy that you have um the quicker your manifestations come through so affirmations have helped definitely helped me to get where I am now um just little reminders because I actually do believe that we pretty much live in a hologram or like our experience is based on our inner reality so every time that you see something it automatically goes into into you every single time like we're just constantly absorbing everything so if you do put little reminders and things all over the place, it's going to affect you and you can use that to your advantage. Um, so what just first comes to mind is when I started writing content, I found it quite challenging, especially I was actually taught how to write triggering content at the beginning, like triggering content gets more clicks. 
was very out of alignment for me. I said a few things that were my opinion, but they were like really harshly (laughs) worded and like didn't get a very good response. It was quite unpleasant. Anyway, and then I put just a reminder on my laptop that said, does this post inspire? And that just helped my writing so much. Um, Because in the past, it was just like, what's a hard truth? I'm like, okay, but if you just write this post, it's a really hard truth. Is it actually going to motivate people or is it just going to make them absolutely feel like shit? (laughs) That's not going to help anyone. And you can write a harsh truth in a way that's like, all right, I'm ready to action this or face this. So that, and um, just my, like, we've been talking about energy. Just don't underestimate healing work. Um, when you realize what limiting beliefs or unconscious beliefs are like driving your behavior, when you can stop a pattern and realize like you actually do have free will, like you actually don't have to work as hard as you're working. I know that you think you do, like you think that working 30 hours a week is normal. You can decide how much you want to work. It's all internal. And that's just amazing to me. So like when I um, realized I, I believed I have to work hard to be worthy of love. Cause in the past, like I said, I was working like 40 to 60 hours a week. My business was really complicated and I kept trying to work less by hiring staff. I had like five casual staff. I scheduled my time. I, I tried to like change my schedule. Like maybe if I fit stuff in this way, I, I will get it done faster, but I'd still just work every single day. Like literally stuff just kept coming up. And then when I realized that, yeah, I thought I was, I was doing that to validate myself to be worthy of love. And I found other ways to make myself feel loved. My workload just immediately halved. And I was like, what the fuck? Hmm. Like it, it, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But it does. So that that's the unconscious stuff driving you. And one more example. Um, I noticed last year. So when I checked, oh, this is actually two years ago now. Damn, time is crazy. <laughs> So in 2021, I noticed, oh, well, I decided that I wanted to stop content planning, which I had done before and content, it was a bit, a little bit forced to like show up on social media. And I was like, I really just want to be in flow. I don't want to feel forced to have to write all the time. Like I kind of just want to do it when it feels natural. And to help me embody that at first, I said, I'm a coach. I'm actually not a content creator. My service is coaching and people will feel that from the content that I do put out, but I don't have to post twice a day because I'm, I'm not a content creator. And that helped me at first. And then maybe after six months of that, and then feeling more relaxed about making content, then I realized that me saying I'm not a content creator was actually just a limiting belief because I associated like content creators with people that all they do is make content. And I was like, I actually do fucking make content for a living. That's like how I, that's how I choose to get clients. It's actually how I enjoy, um, I enjoy doing it for my brand. I like telling my story. I like writing posts. I like making little videos. And I was like, okay, that's actually a limiting belief. And for me, that one was really easy to integrate. I was like, I am a content creator. And like releasing any shame or judgment around the idea that that makes you like a dropkick or something. Since I've, had that belief my content's been amazing and like it might not get all the likes in the world but it's not about that it's just about doing what feels good and then the right people come through yeah Yeah. doesn't matter how many likes you get 
I did I did start thinking about that recently too, that we all are just content creators now. And that's okay. Because <laughs> like we don't have to do like TV marketing. We don't have to do like really annoying stuff that would feel even more out of alignment. We can just do it however we want to. We are so lucky we can show up however we want to, especially this year. It feels like a big transition of everyone just being like, oh, I'm just gonna show up however I want to. <laughs> and it's just beautiful everyone's so much more authentic I, yeah. I honestly think TikTok's been a main driver for that but it's mm. we're seeing it everywhere and I think it's a consciousness shift as well but yeah I mean I just want to say like you know how I said time it's all in the now moment mm. I feel like every so there's duality in our experience of being here but the more that you understand like everything is the now moment everything's kind of the same even though it's changing it's the same so like when radio first came out, that obviously completely changed society. Then when TV came out, people thought it was going to destroy radio, but it didn't. It's just another thing. Then then social media has come out. People still blame social media and like Instagram for all our problems. And they say oh, it makes young people um, addicted and all these things. And there's truth to that. But like, if people have issues, it's because of their self-worth and internal things. And any addiction, if it's drugs or social media or the gym, that's not actually the problem. It's like a symptom. Anyway, so I used to have hesitations around just accepting that I work online because there's like judgment around it not being like a real job or being silly. Or I actually used to think people that had personal brands must be a little bit narcissistic. <laughs> And I, or, or I thought that like working online meant that you were like a part of the matrix, you know, and we were all going to end up just in little cubes with like a TV and a camera, like, yeah, and we'll be plugged in. (laughs) Yeah, literally. Like I had that fear, but then the duality, like, yeah, that experience can coexist with the opposite of it, which is how freeing the internet has been, like how readily available education is. I wouldn't do what I do if it wasn't for other people being like travel influencers and being like, Oh my God, you can work and travel. Like that's blown apart what I thought was available. And then it's like, what are we afraid of? Cause like you could work in an office cubicle. Isn't that the same as like this fear of the matrix or you could work on social media and possibly travel the world mm. and connect with more people. Like I have friends all over the world now and connections like because of working online and I work 10 hours a week and I spend so much time out in nature yeah like it's like use the matrix to free yourself from the matrix <laughs> yeah well you know it's what we decide everything's yeah. what we decide it's based on our internal reality if you and again like I said earlier that we experience what we are like our external reality is our internal experience like projected in front of us so you know I recently heard um a woman who's like a friend of a friend say that you know social media is destroying young people's self-confidence and making them compare themselves to people who are perfect and like unrealistic and stuff and I was like that sounds like a you problem like models magazines media tv it's always existed Um, And I understand that it's very different to if we were like living in villages. I understand that. But who are you following? 
why are you letting those people into your reality if they're making you compare or making you not feel good enough? And like, I went through this in high school as well to a degree. Like I so worshiped like being skinny, but since doing like the inner work and my own healing and things, I absolutely love social media. I find it so educational, so inspiring. It's like my vision board. So that experience with it is the same as anything else. It's going to be a reflection of how we actually feel. Yeah, definitely. One of the best things I did was purge my social media and just start following people that made me feel good. And even now when people do what we were talking, you were talking about before, when they do the, the negative marketing, where they're just jabbing at your unworthiness, basically, or they're just trying to like trigger you. I felt unfollow those people too, even if they mean well, or they did mean well at some point. Yeah. It just makes a huge change to your reality for sure. And like, yeah. I highly recommend that to anyone. Mm, if any listener hasn't purged their <laughs> followers in a while or who they follow in a while, do it right now. Um, and that this is like energetic hygiene as well. Like who you expose yourself to, you know, who's in your friendship circle is the same thing. And um, what was I going to say? I feel like, mm, I can't remember. <laughs> about following people. <laughs> who's in your friendship circle matters so much though. Like, if I didn't have the people I have in my life now, I wouldn't have started a podcast. Like, cause that wouldn't seem normal. <laughs> it wouldn't yeah. be something accessible or like the seem accessible. It It is funny how you said that following people that um, like work and travel, like travel, like nomads, how that changed your perspective. Like that just seems so normal nowadays. And mm-hmm. just like that, that was something that just changed everyone's perspective completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So definitely make sure you check who's around you and what you're, what you're seeing and what's in your reality. Yeah. And we create our own reality and I'm a big believer that if we all just followed our joy, like the, everyone would be more abundant. And someone might say like, Oh, but who's going to do the, um, the, the, the lesser jobs or something like we can't all be travel influencers. I can assure you not everybody wants to be a travel influencer. A lot of people actually, for example, want to be an electrician they want to be like tradespeople. there are people that actually want a really humble life of say being like the garbage man they want to just pick it up go home get pay- there's people that actually want that and there's there's nothing wrong with that either not at all yeah if, like there's people that want to run scrap yards and collect scrap metal and sell it and they they people like people are different so if everybody was just doing what they wanted to do the world would be such a better place. I would change so many things. Like <laughs> I'd be like, everybody works like 30 hours or less, like absolute maximum 30 hours. Like, and everyone yeah. gets paid more. The four day work week, like why has that not, not been a thing earlier? Like no one well, wants this, to work five days a week. Well, this is a thing then where people are actually choosing to be busy. And I just wanted to tie this in now because like, like I said earlier, I used to get frustrated when I'd hear successful people and I'd be like, it's not that fucking easy. And I used to get angry that I was working so hard to try and make money and definitely, you know, felt bitter about the world, felt bitter about inflation and things like this. And it was, it was so fucking hard. And then I realized like I had this unconscious belief that was making me work hard. And I had a belief it's hard to get money or you can only get money through hard work. And when I changed that and then everything became easier, I was like, oh, but I had to be willing to 
feel whatever pain, like whatever baggage I was carrying from when I was younger and didn't feel worthy or, you know, whatever was driving that. And only when I was ready to do that and to choose, I am ready to process this, then my life could change. Where a lot of people will complain like, oh, I'm so busy. Life is so busy. I don't have enough money. Like they're blaming all these things. But in reality, they don't want to deal with the actual problem. And that's where it's a choice. And this is why like the more that you practice like energetic hygiene and your intuition and all the things, you can see these things really clearly. So like in the past, if someone wasn't able to hang out with me, I would be like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And I would keep trying to organize to hang out with them as an example. And I'd be like, oh, they're really busy. They're just too busy to see me. And now I'm like, no, actually, if they like cancel twice, say, or they keep saying that they're busy. I'm like, they actually just don't want to see me. And that's okay. They might not even consciously know that. But you, like what, like I said, where I'm at now, you actually see how simple it is. And being busy is like to a degree a choice. It's a reflection of like not wanting to actually change that. Yeah, they're just desperately holding on to it. And then, and then like hanging out with you is kind of like not part of, their values or they I guess they probably don't even know what their values are at that point they're just hanging on to being busy to just not have to focus on the rest not have to think about that yeah we've definitely been there for sure I just wanted to say quickly that it might not be that they don't want to hang out with you but like they personally are in a situation where they can't be with themselves and so Mm -hmm. like being busy all the time is a constant distraction yeah and yeah. like I that was totally me it's like I just say this because I get it yeah I get that too I used to just come home and then leave right away and go do something else just constantly be busy mm. Mm. even as an introvert <laughs> just saying mm. we've come so far we have like the other day when I found out that extra stuff that I shared at the beginning I we have a caravan by the beach and Mm. it's nothing fancy but I went there for a week and I honestly just cried like so much I did whatever work I needed to do felt my feelings like processed and journaled and went to the beach and then like there was one day I just read my book all day and I was like wow who am I (laughs) and the gift that I have given myself to create a life where I have that space like damn that's nice like when I used to be so busy I couldn't do it like I was so scared to be alone and I felt so unstable within and so driven by like adrenaline and I'm like wow I've created this now because yeah you know it's a gift that you can give to yourself like being happy yeah and yeah being happy with yourself and in silence and Mm. just enjoying the beauty around you guess we'll just wrap up there maybe I would just love to know like one piece of advice maybe or inspiration that you'd like to leave listeners with like to help them on their journey if they're continuing a journey or they're starting on their journey is there anything that you could give them advice on Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna say a few things again that I've said in here because they're really helpful wrap them up they were good Mm, just start you actually don't need to know where you're going like just start give yourself permission to start and like when you say all right like I'm open to change then the ideas will land so just start um 
And I think the second thing was like, start thinking of everything as energy and where is your energy going? What sort of return are you getting? If you hang out with someone and after you feel depleted, that's how you really feel most likely. And if it's depleting you, do you still want to invest energy into that situation or person or job? Okay. It doesn't mean that you cut people off just like the next second, but like (laughs) you um, start to think more wisely about like where you are putting your energy. Okay. And the more energy you have, the more you can create, the more you can receive, the more money you can make all the things. And the third thing I would say, honestly, like seriously get a coach. Get someone who is a few steps ahead of you or do a course or program or a qualification, like whatever it is to you, that's going to help you because it's not about say giving money away. It's about making an investment into yourself. And if you do something, you invest your energy into something that feels really expansive and exciting and inspiring, it is going to change your life. And the beauty with coaching is that it just accelerates everything and it will, especially if I talk about like coaching specifically, they will shine a light on your blind spots. Like I said, in my business, used to work so fucking hard, used to schedule my time so strictly trying to achieve freedom and I couldn't do it. And then finally someone was like, oh, your limiting belief is I have to work hard to be worthy of love. I was like, oh my God, this whole time I've been working so hard. And it was just this little belief that was motivating me. So I just cannot recommend it enough, like having a mentor. Mentors and they've just absolutely changed my life. Mine too, for sure. You changed my life. We got rid of my anxiety. We'll cover that in a different episode. <laughs> we will dive into it. There's, yeah. I know, I could just talk forever. Yeah. It's yeah. so beautiful. I'm so grateful to every client that I've had because then we end up becoming friends and every coach that I've ever worked with and yeah like I said I you know work 10 hours a week and I was like reading a book the other day I was like you know I want to be financially abundant but this is why I do it that's true (laughs) abundance yeah (laughs) and hang out with cool people who are also following their dreams like that's the life that I desire to live yeah gorgeous and those three steps are basically the three steps I took to go into business just start and then do the things and then get a coach (laughs) and here you are starting a podcast inspiring other people oh thank you yeah hopefully I'm definitely they're definitely going to be inspired from this episode and I'm definitely going to listen to this episode again because it was just full of gems (laughs) yeah I love it I just fucking love this stuff so (laughs) I hope everyone that's listening has had a good time I think so I could listen to you all day like you were in my boxer for how long and it was like my favorite thing (laughs) (laughs) I I personally I feel like addicted to the expansion I just love it when I realize that this is all kind of like like a game and you can just create whatever experience you desire to create I was like damn let's fucking go like time isn't real and we can just you know, when you realize how much you can actually action in the present moment, I don't know, it just blows the whole thing open. Yeah, it does. And then there's, there's no more like fear of failure because you're like, well, there is no failure. Like it's literally just about having fun. Yeah, it's just a journey. There's no failure along the way. Everything you learn from everything. Yeah, it's a beautiful experience every time. 
Um, amazing. Okay, so where can people find you on the internet? And do you have any like ways that they can work with you coming up? So I'm mostly on Instagram, but I'm on TikTok and YouTube as well. I do have slightly different content on like TikTok. So it's up to you where you follow me, but I'm most active on Instagram. And then I have my podcast, which is the Carla Herschel podcast. And both um, my Instagram, my TikTok and YouTube are all just Carla Herschel. We'll put the links in the caption, I'm sure. And yeah. you can see how it's spelled. Um, and my next program is called More Than Money. So more than money, I created it because it's for business owners who want to access their most effortless abundance and bring their life into alignment because being in business is about more than money, right? So it's important that you do have a profitable business. So I'll be teaching you how to stack offers, how to make sales, how to write content with ease and like tap into your authentic voice but I'll show you how to do it in a way that's totally aligned for you. So it's unique to you. You get to step forward as a leader. This sort of wisdom is what has allowed me to work less and make more money and have more impact. So more than money does start on February 6th. If this episode comes out after the, after that, then just check me out on Instagram and you'll see whatever else I have coming up. There's usually like a spot open for private coaching, or there might be a spot open for private coaching with me or whatever other programs I have going at the time. Yeah, yeah you can also fun. get like tarot readings from me as well, which is a little extra thing that I do. Yeah, I didn't know you did that on TikTok. I'm not on TikTok, so now I have to go there. Just for yeah. readings. <laughs> <laughs> well, I found like TikTok and Instagram just have different energies, even though I do for <laughs> the most part just post the same thing. But like sometimes if I feel called to do a couple of readings, I'll just post like maybe one to three mini readings on TikTok and I just trust that they reach the right people whereas I don't really feel called to do that as frequently to my Instagram mm -hmm. but if I do uh, but I do do like Instagram live TikTok uh, tarot readings mm -hmm. and I find that Instagram lives do really well um, but on TikTok you can't go live until you have a thousand followers so I'm like oh wow I didn't know that yeah, I mean, I just want to add quickly that if someone is just starting a business, please just focus on one account. Yeah. <laughs> but the position that I'm in at the moment, I have so much time that it's quite easy for me to be on multiple platforms and I have an assistant. So that's why I'm on multiple platforms. And one of my intentions this year was to have a more balanced presence, um, to be more efficient with how I show up as well. And I'm sort of in a position where I can just slightly change content um, to suit each platform, which yeah. is just nice. So like Instagram, I do love to write. I'll put more posts there. I put a lot of shorter videos on TikTok if I'm sort of in the mood. And then I'll put typically the same shorts onto YouTube, but I also have my podcast on YouTube, which is longer. And we're thinking of changing how we do it. I try and keep it as simple as possible though. I don't know if that sounds simple, but... No, it sounds good though. I, there's like a little bit extra everywhere. I like it. And it's easy for you. So you do it. And then that, that's what matters really in the end that you're enjoying doing it the way that you're doing it. But yeah, I highly recommend if you just start to one platform because everyone that starts a business tries to be on Facebook and Instagram and everything. And then they're like, not on any of them. Yeah. Forcing yeah. them. And yeah. create content that you actually consume. Like if you hate podcasts, don't start a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't listen to them. 
if you don't like the Instagram app, don't use Instagram, like use YouTube or yeah, or TikTok. Yeah. Um, it's all actually really simple as to like whatever's going to work best for you is whatever feels best. Yeah. Might be a bit scary, but whatever you feel most called to is normally the best thing to do. Yeah. And that's kind of your own way of niching. If anyone starts pushing niching on you, you just say you're already doing it. <laughs> but like I used to hate emails and then I started realizing that I only like emails that people write like a diary kind of thing. Like yours started off as kind of a diary thing. And I was like, mine's not really a diary, but like realizing that I can do it however I want to do it made me start emailing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I really enjoy it and people are actually responding. So yeah, just do it when it, when it feels right and do what feels right on there. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. So awesome having you here. I love this. We should definitely do it again. And yeah, it's been beautiful. I hope you have a good day. And is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up? You're all good. No, just people reach out to me on Instagram. Would love to chat. And a big thank you to Amanda who inspires me with how multi-talented she is. So yeah, thank you for having me on. Mm, thank you. You're beautiful. Thank you. Talk to you later. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got all the knowledge bombs out of that you possibly could. I love listening to her talk. I love being in her energy. And I feel like you just vibrate at a whole nother level when you're in her energy. So I hope you enjoyed that and I hope you felt the same. (laughs) And as you know, all the links will be in the show notes. So you can find Carla in there. And I do have a couple things in there as well. There is a free website health check link in there. If you do have a website uh, that you've DIY'd and you want some feedback on from a website designer, I am a website designer and also a transformation coach. It's all transformation. And there is mindset there behind putting yourself out there on websites. So if you want some help with that, that is a free link you can click. I do have another thing coming up that I'm really excited about. I am launching a mini course and this is for... It's like a website in a week kind of course, but it is for VAs, virtual assistants. If you, or if you're a little bit techie and you want to build your own website, but you also want to learn the skills, how to build a website and how to do it the right way and how to get all the little nuances right, um, this course is for you. And so there is a link in the show notes for the waitlist. And with that waitlist, you will get the introductory offer. So definitely sign up there and I hope to see you in that course because it will be so much fun. Um, From there, you can also use all that knowledge to, you know, work with your clients. That's why it's for virtual assistants um, mainly. But if you're techie and you want to do it, all, all good, all yours. Anyways, I hope you like that episode and I hope you enjoyed it and I would love to know what resonated for you in that episode if you could screenshot that and share it up on your Instagram stories tag me tag Carla and then we can all connect on Instagram be so fun and yeah just let us know what you thought and I can't wait to see you in there and I'll see you on the next episode I do have some amazing humans coming on for interviews as well so I will see you then